We got the rest of our lives to be mediocre, but we have the opportunity to play like gods for the next half of football. We can't be afraid to lose. There's no room for fear in this game. This is the New Hampshire High School Football Show. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? <laughs> I don't want them to gain another yard. You blitz all night! If they cross the line of scrimmage, I'm going to take every last one of you out. The New Hampshire High School Football Show is brought to you by the New Hampshire State Liquor Commission's Division of Enforcement. You got heart, charisma, and a lot of skin. Here are your hosts, Pete Terrier and Dave Haley from NHSportsPage.com. Clear eyes, full hearts. Let's go play some football. (laughs) Hour number two of the program, the New Hampshire High School Football Show. Semi-final Saturday edition. Uh, Oh, we're just about three hours away from kickoffs from six games around the state of New Hampshire. Two in each division. We talked at length in hour number one about the matchups in D1. In this hour, we're going to get into the D2 and D3 matchups in detail. Pete Terrier, along with Dave Haley, Sean Sendall, our producer, special in-studio expert analyst Jimmy Lozon from the Londonderry Lancers is with us. And uh, bottom of the hour, 1030, we'll talk to Justin McIsaac. I believe he's covering the uh, Exeter Nashua North game today. I think he's moving Bill to Ball Canada Stadium. on Sunday morning, so he, this will be our final broadcast. Despondent about Donald Trump. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's headed to Canada. All right, so he's well, wearing his feelings on his sleeve a little yeah. bit on social media. <laughs> he's having fun with that. But uh, I want to, Coach. We we talked to you a little bit earlier about your history as a Manchester West player. I remember it wasn't even ten years ago that I was covering you. And your Manchester West Blue Knights. You guys were a playoff team, right? When you graduated, you graduated two thousand eight. Ten years so ago. Yep. So your your final season was oh seven. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or, or okay. Yeah, I graduated oh seven. So oh five oh six seasons. Yeah. So what has happened to Manchester West? Uh, was it really the Bedford? Uh, defection when Bedford opened up. They opened up in the fall of two thousand seven. I, I believe. think I can answer that question. Oh. Yeah, Bedford. Uh, <laughs> that was a huge, took huge a lot. I think there was like twenty out of twenty-two starters when I played were from Bedford. So that's you know, you take a whole starting lineup away from a team, and they're they're going to be affected. And then, you know, it's just there's a whole set of issues that you have to deal with when you coach there. And I, I mean, I loved coaching there, and I, I love Manchester West and the West Side. And but it's just um, that you know a lot of coaches understand it, but a lot of coaches don't realize that there's there's just a lot of things you have to deal with. You know, you've got to be a constant recruiter, uh, and you you know you got to be a constant motivator because you're worried about the kids being motivated every week. Um, and you're worried about kids coming out for the team. You're worried about numbers. Um, so those two things I haven't had to deal with much at, at Londonderry. I don't have to go out and find players, and I don't have to uh, constantly motivate them. Let me ask you about what the future. I mean, you still live in Manchester, right? Yeah. There's been a lot of rumors that they might just close down west and disperse the students throughout the other high schools in the city. Uh, do you know anything about that? I mean, what would you like to see happen? I don't know the logistics of how that would all go down and supplying buses to the other side of town and what they would want to do with the building and, and West and all the teachers that work there. And so, I mean, I'm, I think there's, it's, it's tougher to close it down than people think, but I, I'm not sure. I mean, I obviously the division drop has, has not necessarily helped them. I think their younger classes have been pretty good. Their JV team this year at West did pretty well. Um, and I try to keep an eye on them and, and how they're doing and, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the best answer is. Uh, I know that a lot of people, myself included, would be worried about the Manchester School District and and uh, some of the issues that they've had go on there. And it's not just at West. It's at Central and it's at it's at Memorial. So I don't know. That's that's tough. I, I've got a long ways before my, my, my kids are going into high school, but and I'm sure things will change drastically um, if we're still in that area. And we'll, con- we'll contemplate that then. Yeah, well, I mean, we were talking a little bit off air about this, but... I ranked the best uh, basketball rivalries in the state a couple of years ago in one of my year in basketball columns. And this was for basketball only, but I had Trinity Central number one. And, and a lot of people read it and said, they, Manchester people said, I agree with you, but it was West and Central. And talk about those Central-West games when you were playing at Gill back in the day and how yeah, big those I, games were. I can't believe you. 
have that. I, I mean, be, I think the Trinity Central rivalry goes way back, but um, and it's come about later, you know, these past recent years. But it was always West Central yeah, when I yeah. grew up. It was, it was but West it's Central. different now. Man. And, yeah. yeah, I know. I don't, I don't have to tell it's you. It's crazy. That. I mean, I don't know. I remember going to every Turkey Bowl, and I'll still go um, every Turkey Bowl as long as I can remember. And I remember the place being packed, and I just remember watching. Um, the kids warm up, and I remember like names like Dwayne Jordan and and uh, Brandon Cologne and all those guys that that I grew up watching in that rivalry. And then when yeah, when we played Central, it was the first time we we beat them in 2005, which was the first time since like 1993, and it was Schubert's last season. And I just remember looking up at one point into the bleachers at Gill, and there wasn't one empty seat. You know, we had both bands there, and then the place rushed the field when we beat them, and it was just a huge, huge rivalry. And it's exactly like Pinkerton and Londonderry, you know, is now. You know, it's the same type of thing. Yeah, for West, you know, with basketball, you know, I'm I'm good friends with Danny Bryson, who does a great job over there. And they have the athletes over there, and it's a small basketball. You know, there's only five guys on the court. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and if you're eight deep, you're deep. And, you know, f- football is a whole different thing. And yeah. you talk at the beginning of the show about injuries. And so when you, you're depleted that way and you don't have the kids, a lot of those kids don't play football, and then you have one or two injuries. And that's it. I remember just looking at those scores all season, and I would kind of say under my breath, I'm like, I admire those kids for showing up. Windham against yeah. West. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Bill I Raycraft. It was 62 to nothing. Put and... the brakes on early. Oh, yeah. yeah. You've got to constantly be a motivator on why they should be there yeah. and, you know, why they should be putting in the work because when you're not seeing the results and – we were fortunate to have some really good players when I coached that were able to get behind and for the most part stay healthy. And Zach Zimbo was a big part of that. He's and, at Plymouth now, and he's doing very well. Yeah. And they have a uh, another, they have two other West kids there, and one of them I, um, I had the pleasure of coaching. So uh, they, you know, you got to have some players. You got to have kids that believe in you. Um, in, in, in basketball, I know you don't need that many guys, but you still their grades got to stay up. You're right. You know, they got a sales. Oh, he does a lot with those kids. Yeah, yeah he, tough. he does. He's we had great. study halls and we were constantly on them about the grades and then getting them to work out in the summertime. <laughs> that's not an easy task. And so we would, we tried to accommodate them and we tried to have two weight room sessions, one in the morning, one in the evening. So which, whichever one worked best for them, we would drive around, we'd pick them up. Um, and I think the goal was to get, you know, 20 kids to have 100% attendance. We ended up getting like 35 kids to have 100% attendance throughout the summer, wow. which was a huge goal, you know, huge, huge thing for us. And it showed in the field. We were much better that year. We were able to hang hang with a lot of teams. But, yeah, it's not an easy task. Now, did you play in any turkey balls when you were in high school? Yeah, I played in two. Now, talk about that oh, experience. <laughs> yeah, I'll talk about the first one. We played in the Snow Bowl. We beat uh, Schubert in his last game. Sorry if he's listening. Um, it it's now Jim game. Schubert Field over yeah, there at yes. Gill Stadium. And uh, it was, it, we woke up. There was like six inches of snow. It was, it was, uh, it was great. It was that was fun. Awesome, huh? yeah. It was awesome. I, I mean, I only threw like four passes but because uh, it was snowing so bad. But, it, yeah, it was great. Something awesome to be a part of. So we beat them twice that year. And the next year was Ryan Ray's first year. We lost in the regular season in overtime, and then we played in the Turkey Bowl. And uh, I, my, if any of my friends are listening right now, they'd be. Uh, they, I gave that one away. That was my last ever game. I gotta, I gotta live with that one for a long time. So yeah, we'll talk huh? about the stats on that one. But yeah, Ryan Ray likes to remind me it, of it too once in a while. Ninety-nine percent of us lost our last game, Jimmy. Yeah. It's yeah. unfortunately that's how it rolls. Yeah, yeah, that's high so. school sports. Now <laughs> this year. We were talking about this throughout the course of the season. Central was good. I mean, you guys played them, and 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 they 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 beat you pretty good. That was early in the season, I think. Uh, really good running game. Another massive offensive line. I mean, Jeremiah Rivera is really good. So they were five and four. They didn't make the playoffs this year, but they were a good football team. They were very competitive, even yeah. in the games they lost. Yeah. The rest of the Manchester schools combined to go one and twenty-six. Trinity, the only team with a win. I think they won their first game and then lost badly the rest of the season memorial you guys played them i think the last game of the season right is that against you guys uh, second to last game, second yeah. to last game yep. so they weren't really competitive at all i think they were competitive in the game against you guys but and then of course uh west was winless you know yeah. so somebody had to play central in that game it ends up being trinity because they were the only team to win a game there was talk that there might not even be a turkey bowl, that the yeah. interest has gone down. Yep. They tried that Wednesday night, yeah, you know, that, part of that, that semifinal that game. That was, that was that didn't work. No. Uh, now Nash was playing on Wednesday night, but 
Manchester's the only turkey bowl in the entire state now. That's yeah. sad to me. Yeah, that, that's sad. I mean, it's tough with the short season, too, because now you end the season. If you don't make the playoffs, you end on October 28th, and you don't play for pretty much a month. Uh, and then you've got report cards come out uh, in the meantime of that. So I can't imagine you know, a lot of those schools, a lot, they're going to lose a lot of the players, so they're probably going to look drastically different in the Turkey Bowl. It's, it's tough. I don't want to go crazy over you know the situation because Memorial – they, two years ago, they went what five and four. Yeah, they right? were in and, the turkey and bowl. And so they yeah. they have their they years. won the turkey bowl. You know, yeah, just like every other high school team. You know, they're gonna it's gonna go up and down, and you know, comes and goes with classes. So they could be good next year. Who knows? And and then and Memorial. I think Memorial Central was a pretty good game this year. So, you know, they could go against each other next year in the turkey bowl and and have a great game. And we could all be talking about how awesome it was. But I don't know. I mean, you could play West Trinity. They played in the regular season too. I don't know. It's tough, man. That's. I would love to play on Thanksgiving, but I don't want a month off. So I know. Who, that. I mean, obviously Pinkerton's the rivalry, but could you duplicate? I mean, would you play the Mac Pack and then play on Thanksgiving Day again? I, I don't think that would happen. Just because, I mean, we could run into the issue of playing each other three times in one year. Yeah. You know, two years ago, we would if that was the case, we would have played them three times. We did talk about North it a and bit. South did that. They ended up yeah. in the regular season. They played in the playoffs, and then they also played in the Turkey Bowl. Yeah. So I mean, it's it was nice knowing that you always had that game to try to end on a good note, and you know, and you always had a huge crowd, and obviously the family, everybody comes into town, they watch the game. You know, it's just a great day. It's awesome. I mean, I I love football, so playing football in the morning, then going home and watching football on TV all night. I mean, that's it's a perfect day. But yeah, it's tough. You gotta it, you people don't think about the whole month off, and you know how you handle that, and how you keep everybody motivated, and you know, and then you. You know, you want to get guys the ball in the in the last game of the year. You want to have some fun with it, but at the same time, you don't want to lose to your rival. So, I don't know. There's there's a bunch of dynamics to it, but it was very cool to be a part of. And uh, who knows? Maybe down the road we'll we'll have something at Londonderry. Who knows? Yeah, it's different in Massachusetts because they yeah. do the playoffs after. Yeah, their seasons combined. Yeah, my my dad played high school football in Massachusetts, and then so we used to go. He played for Arm and Colombo the long time Brockton coach. So we would go to Brockton every every Thanksgiving. I think they played Waltham. Yeah. And and but then they had the playoffs afterwards, so it's just yeah. different in New Hampshire because I can tell you right now, Londonderry they're an open gym right now, playing with Nate Stanton. They're playing in that fall league. Like yes. those basketball guys are getting ready and win a cunnet. They're doing open gym and at Portsmouth and all those schools. So then yeah, to pull those guys out and play football thing. and basketball coaches hate yes. hate the turkey ball right. basketball I, wrestling. They start like you know then the kids get four days off. You know yeah Dave Dave Keefe when he was coaching at Trinity famously texted me before the game. He goes I I'm not listening to this game on the radio. I want you to text me and say. Carmen G and Petruzzi, Brad Rhodes, all these guys are walking off the field without a limp. That's yeah. all I want you to do, and I'll say Happy Thanksgiving. And so, yeah, I mean, it's just a little harder schedule wise. And Pete loves it because, and I understand why Pete does because he's like, oh my god, we could get Wyndham play Salem, we could yes. get Monadnock play Keene, we could get John Stark Goffstown. Monadnock Conval was what I was going for. Oh yeah, and I mean <laughs> and the John Stark Goffstown. Yeah, I mean that would have been great. You know, this and, year. and do you think that John Stark? Would love another game. Do you think that Justin Huff and Goffstown at this point, after losing last week, they would love well, to I'll play tell one you, more game? Well, I'll tell you a quick story. Uh, Pinkerton last year in basketball lost in the quarterfinal round. Uh, Matt Rizzo, uh, Tommy Romick, uh, Ben Olsen, those kids. And they played on my Seacoast team. And the parents, we end up winning the Seacoast over McIsaac's team. They're our punching bag. That's a whole nother story, Jimmy. We won't get into that. I don't want to besmirch him right on the radio. But those parents said to me, they're like, thank you so much because this is what we got to end on. Yeah. Seeing them playing together and they win. And it wasn't even winning. It was, You know what I mean? So to answer the question, yeah, I mean, it's not that... That there's always going to be that bad taste. I mean, we all have that last high school game we lose, and all of us think that if we went back and played the game the next day, we would have won. Yep. But that's life, and that's why high school sports is so terrific. And so, yeah, it is such a great thing that ended on a different note. Not yep. as much pressure as a playoff game. It's more of a, hey, it's Thanksgiving to everybody. And a lot of alumni are back. And yep. So, yeah, it would be great, but just schedule-wise, I think it's near impossible in New Hampshire. Hey, Jimmy, you've been involved with the Chad game how many years now? Uh, this this will be my I'm on the staff again, so this will be my second. I'm actually going to the Exeter North game with Coach Cousins today to to look at some of those Exeter guys and and see what we've got. Now, Coach Cousins is what this is what his fourth year coaching. Yeah, third or fourth. Yeah, I yeah. think it's his fourth year as a coach, third year as a head coach, and and two wins in a row for Team East after losing. I think the first four. Can you talk about that experience and uh, the experience? But 
also in the sense of getting a look at some of these Division Two and Division Three players yeah. that you really didn't know much about yep. coaching at Londonderry, and now you're able to see some of these guys, and these kids can play at, at these small schools, these lower division kids. Definitely. I, th- I was – an awesome experience and i'm just happy to be a part of it again uh just it's the easiest week of coaching ever because they all just pick things up so fast and athletically can do everything that you think that they can do uh it's just a blast to coach those guys and then the team comes together in a week because you spend so much time together uh coach cousins and and his staff did you know a great job last year really bringing us together um and making me feel because i was a new guy on staff and making making me feel welcome um, it was great to be a part of it, but yeah, the younger guy or the sorry, the younger guys, the guys from the lower divisions. Um, there was a kid from Summersworth. I'm not, of course, I'm not gonna be able to remember his name right now. He's a small guy, small, played defensive back. I mean, he Justin was, would know who he is. He was everywhere on the field. I mean, he was in practice. We're like, Jesus, I would never think this. Yeah. you know, and it, it's. I think a lot of it's a a size thing. Um, you know, we think automatically that. Division one is much bigger, so we try to take those guys, the offensive linemen. But skill wise, they're just as good in every division. And I know that. I mean, I used to make that case when I was at West and we were Division two. I used to be like, you know, we could play with some of those Division one teams. You know, our guys are some of our guys are just as good. And and so now, you know, they're making the case, and I, you know, I believe that they they sold me on it last year. There's some really good players. Um, the kid from Wyndham, Shea. Yeah, Matt uh, Shea. Up, I mean. He just Wait till you get awesome. a load of Pizzotti this year. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's a You're going to be ball. like, yep. I'm going to see him today. But he's just, good. I thought yeah. one of the best things for the lower division was a couple of years ago, uh, Josiah Wade, yep. who went to Campbell and ripped up like uh, you know 1,800 yards. And people rolled their eyes and said, whatever. He's he had getting... a 2,000-yard season at Campbell and then did it for some well, well, yeah. So he, he went to Campbell and everybody said, yeah, whatever, in Division 4 or whatever. I think it was Division 6 when yeah, he was Yeah, it might have been there. Division 6. If you get around the edge, you get around the corner, boom, you're gone 80 yards. There you go. And then he went to Central and put up the same numbers. I think it was Merrimack. He had five touchdowns against. Yards, it was yeah. like 500 yards. And that was such a huge thing to say, these kids can play too. I mean, understand, you know, the offensive line and so forth. You know, you're going to have the Kaplan kid from Franklin. He's a monster. But most kids are going to be smaller. That's just enrollment. That's how it works. But, boy, some of those playmakers at the lower level, I mean, I I see a lot of these kids. The, well, the Plymouth kids, I remember the Chad Kenny, game a couple years ago. One, I can't remember what coach, maybe it was Keith Jones. I can't even remember because I've talked to so many coaches. But they were saying, man, the Plymouth kids just get it in yeah. practice. Yeah. Like, they get it, and, they, and they're all at UNH now. Yep. But, you know, just what you're it's talking so, about. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's something we just think about. I don't know why. I just, even when I'm we're watching on WMUR, and, you know, I don't, I'm not trying to stereotype the, the, the lower divisions, like, I guarantee. I mean, Wyndham probably would take it to us this year. So I mean, I they should, would. You know exactly. <laughs> yeah, all, all so respect. you know, well, when you run that type of system and you're good and you have the players too, I mean, it's just very, very tough. It's got to 98 stop. kids over there. Yeah, at Wyndham. exactly. Billy, so I mean, Billy they Raycraft. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know why we talk about the difference in divisions, but it it does happen. I think on an average size wise, it's it, it we're bigger, right. but there's some big guys in those lower divisions, and uh, you know, I mean. I think some of those teams could come up and compete. Maybe not on a consistent basis, but every once in a while when you have that class, you know, they could be they could do really well. So Pete, a week after the championships at UNH last year, uh Goffstown at Durham, Goffstown plays Saint Thomas. What's the final score last year? Last year Goffstown would have beat them. I, I know, but what do you think the score? I mean I think Goffstown would have beat them handily. You do? Yeah, that Goffstown team last year was that good. Yeah. I mean, that was an all time team. You know, you go back to that Concord team that won the championship a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. That, was, Smith. that was a, a special team, yeah. you know, an all-time team with, within the program. Yep. Um, I think the St. Thomas team two years ago was better than the St. Thomas team last year that won the championship. Mm. But that's how good that Wyndham team was that beat St. Thomas. Brendan McGinnis. And yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. that team was loaded. Uh, I've, I've always... You know, kind of, and I went to Nashua, so it's like Nashua was like what Pinkerton is now. We were the big school when I was there. I graduated in 1988. We were the biggest school. You know, people talk Nashua should win the championship every single year. But ever, and I credit Dave Haley for this, kind of getting me to. Start following these smaller schools. Dude, dude, when he did this show with Mark Thaler, it was we used to call it the. We used to, you know, McIsaac and I like to make fun of Pete sometimes behind his back with love, of course. We used to call it the Division One football show because it would be like, you know, it was yeah. all, and they'd be like, and Plymouth's good too. What we got to go to our break. And it was <laughs> that was pretty much your Division Two coverage, but yeah. yeah, no, we get to see it. 
And, and you know, kids like Andrew Brothers at Interlakes, Moltenburg, Ryan Kelly, really good quarterback, uh, Levi Basson Waith. Like, these kids have been mad knocked. They can play. They're football players. And when they get to the Chad game, whatever kids are chosen, uh, there's a kid, Nate Alford, a bow, who, who I definitely think will be in the Chad game. He's and, like Hunter Long. Yeah. I don't think he's as athletic as Hunter Long. 181 yards receiving last week. Similar type of body. Well, Drew McCory will McCoury be there, might of course. be, what, the best player in the state? Yeah, and, and yeah, absolutely. Too. I mean, I, I will not go in there this year with uh, – with any type of closed mind towards those those lower division guys, I it does not matter to me. So, Pizzotti, and I was very yeah. impressed with those guys. And within one week, they outshined a lot of our division one guys. Yeah. It didn't matter. Uh, Pizzotti is a specimen. I mean, he's like six two, uh, and, and a running back. Yep. he just can run and you linebacker, over. Yeah, and he's a great defensive player too. He's going to be playing. You know, we can watch him on TV. Yep. you know, he'll be playing someplace. I don't know if he's being. Rec- he must be recruited. But this kid is really, really good. Yep. And what I like about Wyndham is they kind of remind me of Merrimack. They don't have real big, big guys. Yep. Merrimack is like that too. They're 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 undersized, I would say, but they're very, very strong and very, very athletic. That's what Wyndham is like, you know. And Wyndham, they pound the crap out of you with the running game. But they can throw the football too. They just choose not to when they want to. <laughs> when they want to, yeah. they no, can Cody throw Potter the football. Can throw it. No he question. can throw. This kid, Micah Summons, a really Sunman's good receiver. Real good. Yep. You know they'll throw to some of the running backs out of the backfield. I have no questions in my mind that if Wyndham played Bedford, Wyndham played Merrimack, Wyndham played Goffstown play, or Salem, play with them, yeah. they could play with them absolutely week in and week out too. Yeah, because they have the depth, they have yeah. the numbers. Yep. All right, we'll take a timeout. We'll come back. We'll get Justin McIsaac on, and then we will get into these D2 and D3 matchups for you. And Jimmy Lowe's on from Londonderry, kind enough to come in and sit with us during the show. It is the New Hampshire High School Football Show, the semifinal Saturday edition on ESPN New Hampshire and NHSportsPage.com. 1250 ESPN New Hampshire, Manchester's home for high school sports. In southern New Hampshire, there's only one choice when it comes to the best in orthopedic care. New Hampshire Orthopedic Center has been providing award-winning treatment for all orthopedic conditions for over 40 years. Chances are one of our physicians has helped someone you know get back in motion. Voted Best Orthopedic Office by Union Leader three years running. Voted Top Doctors 30 times by peers in New Hampshire Magazine. Tell your primary care physician you'd like to see a specialist at New Hampshire Orthopedic Center. We keep bodies in motion. Visit NHOC.com for more information. Nashua Marine is a proud supporter of Merrimack High School football as they take on Bedford today. Owner Chris Sandell and the entire crew at Nashua Marine wish the Tomahawks the best of luck in their quest for a state championship. And they also remind boat owners that now is the time to get your boat winterized and shrink-wrapped. Do you have mechanical, structural, or electrical problems? Get your boat repaired during the off-season at Nashua Marine. And if you need a safe spot for your boat this winter, Nashua Marine offers storage too. Nashua Marine, online at nashuamarine.com. Beals Insurance Agency is proud to announce the opening of their new Londonderry office. Located on Route 102, Beals Insurance is committed to serving Londonderry, Hudson, Wyndham, and Litchfield while offering the best price and quality coverage that's right for you. Whether it's home, auto, or business insurance, make the right call with Beals Insurance Agency. Call Steve at 603-471-9999 or visit BealsInsurance.com. These days, you need to know your college investment is moving you forward. Great Bay Community College gets that. They have new high-demand programs, including bioengineering, sales and digital marketing, liberal arts, English, history, and psychology. There are opportunities for internships and leadership development and transfer pathways to a four-year college. All this at a tuition you can afford. Great Bay Community College. Enroll now. Drop by admissions today. No appointment necessary. Tuesdays from 9 to 3. Find out more at greatbay.edu. Nothing beats the fresh taste of Budweiser Draft. It's more than just love at first pint. It's the best way to enjoy the quintessential American lager. Brewed the hard way for an unmistakable crisp finish every time. So don't just settle for whatever's on tap. Make it the fresh taste of Beechwood-aged Budweiser Draft. This Bud's for you. Enjoy responsibly. Budweiser Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Captain Eric Lawrence needed help after a paralyzing injury in Afghanistan. PVA helped me write my resume, got me a job interview. I got the job. To learn more, visit pva.org. A public service message from paralyzed veterans of America. 
1250 ESPN New Hampshire, Manchester's home for Friday Night Lights. Back here on the New Hampshire High School football show. Picked up a notch. This is for Dan Haley. You never want to talk about it. And brought me to the floor. I love how Sean's like acting like he dropped a bomb in the room and it wasn't his fault. He's like, I don't know. You never heard this song, Sean? No? Never. What the hell did you listen to? I was born in 1985. The song came out when? The song was just, you know, was huge in the late 80s, right? I was... Or when the 80s ended. She's only 17 by Wenger. Jimmy, you know that song? I was born when you graduated high school. Yeah. They sing in concert because I sing Wenger almost every year. They sing she's only 35 in concert now. So it's not as creepy as you think it is. Do we have Justin on the line? Oh, yeah. He's there. We just played over his intro music. I love it. You didn't get your intro music, Justin. How are you? Can you say hi to Coach Lozon? Hey, Coach Lozon, you like how the boys keep it relatable to the youth of today? Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was great 90 years ago. <laughs> so, Justin, are you doing uh, Exeter National North today? Yes, I've actually pulled over on 125 now uh, just to take uh, up here on this award-winning program. And, uh, yeah, on my way to Bill Ball Stadium. All right, so talk about the game. I mean, uh, I don't know if you saw the regular season matchup, 42-6 to Exeter at Stello Stadium. Uh, is this one going to be any different? Well, I mean, it kind of all depends on what North is. It's hard to get a read because uh, they just they kind of beat up on Bishop Girton the last two weeks. I think they've been playing in the Big 12, yeah, over there. <laughs> yeah, the last – by the way, can we figure out who gave Bishop Girton a 10th place power poll vote when they gave up? 120 points yeah. over the last two weeks. Yeah, I Who know. was that? I don't know. One me. Was that you, Pete? One me. Uh-uh. Pete and I put our ballots out there. We're public about I ha- it. I have been ad knock at number nine this week. Pete explains every vote he gives. Give him credit for that. He does. He does. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just busting his chops. But, uh, but no, I, I, you know, sometimes you got to uh, win and then you get good. So maybe uh, can build on the momentum, you know. And uh, I mean, you got to feel confident when you hang a 60-burger on somebody two weeks in a row. I don't think they're going to put 60 points on X. I mean, you can put 20 points on Exeter. That may be enough. I'm not sure I put 42 on them last time they played. And I think that was at Stelos, not at uh, yes. Ball City. But, uh, yeah, it's certainly going to be tighter. The playoffs could get a little tighter in the playoffs just naturally. Because it's last week with South and Exeter. But uh, I, I think I, I'm predicting an Exeter win, just maybe not a, in blowout fashion. Wait, uh, you're picking a Seacoast team over anybody outside of the Seacoast? Really? H- hard to believe, I know. Hold on, haven't you guys said 90 minutes on Division One? Have we talked about Merrimack? I know, I told. Get out of here. I know, I did tell people we got to Well, before move. we get <laughs> off the Division One, uh, does the team that comes out of your game today have a chance against whoever wins that other game, that that game uh, between Bedford and Merrimack? If it's Nashua, now, uh, if it's Nashua North, no. Uh, Exeter depends on the matchup. I think Exeter matches up a lot better with Bedford than they would with Merrimack. So it uh, matches to determine. Uh, that, but if if it's Nashua North, God bless them. I don't think they have a chance against either Merrimack or Bedford. All right, let's go to D two first. You got Bo and Hanover in Hanover. Just uh, drew it up. I don't know I what. I think that everybody thought it was going to be Bo and Hanover. Yeah, said just right? as we drew it up yeah. in August, yeah. I think we all knew we were going to be doing Bo Hanover. I think I made I made a and B reservation to get out to Hanover sometime <laughs> in November so I could watch this game. Talk about that but, uh, one. That's that. Well, I mean, Hanover, I keep doubting Hanover. They keep winning. So it's, uh, I think I picked Bo this week, but, um, but, you know, Bo runs the ball so well. They, I mean, they can throw the ball too, obviously, but, uh, that's, oh, man, that's, that's going to be a fun game to that. Last time Hanover was in a football championship game. It's been a long time. I, I can't even remember the last time they were in the, uh, I remember going up to Hanover, I think like four years ago for the last game of the regular season, which was a, uh, you know, the winner got in the playoffs. It was St. Thomas and Hanover. The Hanover crowd went nuts that day. So I'm sure it's going to be a very exciting atmosphere, uh, you know, in the Upper Valley today. J- Jimmy Lozon's too embarrassed to ask you, but he wants to know if you ever wrestled professionally in Hanover. Did that ever happen? Lebanon area? Any wrestling stories? <laughs> in Hanover? No, I think that's too of a – when you're looking for towns to wrestle in, you don't want uh, a town that's – I think they kind of crossed Hanover off the list. 
uh, with Dartmouth being in town. Uh, somewhere up there. We must have over the border in Vermont. Hey, uh, Coach Lozon was impressed with a kid from Summersworth that was on the Chad team last year. Any guesses as to who that was? His well, name's I'm trying to think of who that could have been. Little uh, defensive back, very fast, probably played some running back wide receiver too. I'm I'm very mad at myself tra- that yeah, I can't think I'm of his name. Play, I mean, the Summersworth kids are, are, are so tough just on an annual basis. I mean, they'll uh, probably get a from you guys this year on the on even senior this year. He might actually he might be a junior, so maybe not till uh till next year. But uh, no, I'm drawing a blank and who that could have been. That was last year. He sure wasn't the year before. Yeah, it was last year. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh my uh, God, how about uh Wyndham <laughs> Plymouth? Does uh coach Sanborn and Garrett Maycumber and the Bobcats have a chance against the Jags on Mount Jaguar today? Uh I'm trying to think of a Plymouth could win this game. Um uh, and it's no disrespect to Plymouth don't see it. I mean, they'd have to play a perfect game. They'd have to have, like, three or four eight-minute drops. They'd have to come up with turnover. I just, you know, going to win them, I just see that happening. They're so well-coached, the Jaguars are. And, you know, Victor Pizzotti is just uh, he's, he's probably the best player, in the, I think maybe the best player in the entire state this year. I mean, you, you, you never know with high school kids. you got to preface everything you say with that. You never know. But I would be, I would be floored if Plymouth was able to get a win in Wyndham today. So uh, Chris Sanborn uh, sent me a text on Thursday night, and he said, who's Reed Grubbs? And uh, so he's, he's asking about Grubbs Zingas, and I guess he said, I didn't even notice this, but Grubbs Zingas is start, he, he's catching up to me in staff picks, so we got to get this thing over quick before the kid beats me. But Grubbs Zingas has been picking uh, Plymouth to win every week. He picked him to beat Wyndham today, and I guess the, the Plymouth kids have been chanting, let's do it for Grubbs, because he's the oh only guy that believes in him. <laughs> so there you go, kids down in college in Massachusetts, but he's he's got it. He's got his legion of fans at uh, at Plymouth on the Plymouth football team. So well, Justin, uh, there's an area of the state that they're not big fans of uh, Justin McIsaac because there's probably of, several areas of the state. Uh, and I'll tell you, it's around the Lakes region, and word is they're not too keen on you because of your love for the Monadnock Huskies. The Monadnock Invitational in the D3 uh, playoff. My tournament. Lakers? Are we yeah. talking about that? Yeah, yeah, that must be the case. But, uh, no, I, I, I'm sticking with that. Listen, uh, you, you, can, uh, you can burn McIsaac and effigy. That's not going to change the fact that Monadnock is a, a wagon. And uh, I, I, I think Dave and I are going to have to put a bet on that game if it comes down. Uh, you know, we're going to have to put some money on that if it comes down to Interlakes, Bonneboro versus Monadnock in the championship game, which I think it will. Yeah, we call in that game again. We usually do the D3. We have a little bit of a tradition there after you were almost killed en masse by the entire Campbell defense two years ago. <laughs> All three championship games will be Kaiser on Sports Network and Edge Radio. So uh, if, you're, if you're game for it, Dave, let's just do it. No, for crying out loud. You and I on live radio for eight hours together. Is gonna, it's like a steel cage death match for crying out loud. I'll see if I can get a, a tag team partner for one of those games so you can relax your vocal cords. <laughs> All right, so but talk yeah. talk to us about uh, about what you guys have. So you got the game today, Exeter and Nashua North, and then next week yeah. all three championship games. Any all three of them? Any special plans uh, for when you get to UNH? Uh, well, first I'm going to contact my divorce attorney because I'll be gone calling high school football all day. So I got I got to get those preparations right. <laughs> uh, no, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I think I, I have. Uh, would do the D three game with me. I, I might uh, see if we uh, we get special guest, uh, maybe third man for uh, Division two. Uh, and uh, I know it's just, it's great to hit football over there. So it, it's been so much better uh, for football fans since they switched to uh, all one location. Because I, I can just remember, you know, when there was six divisions, you'd have to pick. You know, there's six games going on at the same time. You have to pick one out of six. Yeah, uh, divisions one through three would be the semifinals, and four through six would be in the finals. And you, you know, you. You'd be uh, so and go see all of them. Now you can. It's just a, so much, so much fun as a football fan. Murph's going to take good care of us at UNH. I, I have all the faith in the world. Murph's going to take good care of us next week. I'm expecting like a buffet and hot chocolate, coffee, maybe a little already, adult beverages up there. I don't know. Maybe not. It's a high school football game. But I expect the new press box up there. I expect I'd be ready. I'm going to have like my VIP around my neck the way you do with your Monsters <laughs> of Rock tour the VIP pass. That's right. <laughs> Hey, by the way, uh, thanks to Chase Fanoff, uh, the Bishop Brady assistant. He sends me a message on Twitter. Matt Menz, 
Matt Menz was oh, the yes, summer's yes, worst yes, kid yes, 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 yes. from last year. That's right. About Matt McIsaac, yeah. you just got a 65-mile-per-hour pitch down the middle, and you popped it up in the infield. That was a Seacoast, Summersworth-Chad question, yeah. and you absolutely swung I and had it too, popped though, it so. right up. No, uh, no, you know what, Dave? It's been a rough week. It's been a rough week. Not, not exactly on my game right now. If anyone doesn't know what he's upset about, simply go to <laughs> Justin McIsaac's Twitter or his Facebook, and you will quickly understand why he is in crisis right now. Well, thanks to Coach yeah. Fana for uh, filling us in on that interactive show we've got here. Bastard, I'm looking at him. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but hey, I don't want to let you go until you tell us your thoughts on uh, Armageddon game today, Bedford Merrimack. Well, I picked Bedford. I think I'm the only guy in the state that picked Bedford. Um, they're you know they're unbeaten. They're at home. I think one possession game, one way or the other. I just think being at home is going to be the difference there uh, for Bedford, and uh, they're kind of. They're, they're, as we've been saying all year, they're the uh, the, the quietest ten and team in the history of Division One football, aren't mm-hmm. they? I mean, every, everybody and their mom is picking the Tomahawk today, and I think Merrimack could very well win that. Game, just like Bedford, because they're at home. All right, buddy. Thanks so much. Enjoy it. Uh, look forward to uh, seeing your stuff, hearing your stuff over the next couple of weeks, and uh, enjoy the game out in Exeter today, North against the Blue Hawks of Exeter. Thanks, Justin. Or Sendall can keep his job because he found my music. Good job, buddy. There it is. All right. <laughs> We're yeah. playing you off. Yeah. Justin McIsaac. So, McIsaac on Sports Network. You can just uh, Google that, and you can listen to the broadcast of that Exeter Nashua North game. We'll take a timeout right now. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the show. I uh, want to thank Jimmy Lozon from, uh, I almost said Manchester West, but you are a Manchester West grad, but the, Lo- the Londonderry Lancers head football coach, He's been with us uh, throughout the whole uh, show. He's going to stick around till the top of the hour till we're done. And then he's going out to uh, Exeter as well. And uh, we'll continue with the New Hampshire High School football show after these ESPN New Hampshire NHSportspage.com. 1250 ESPN New Hampshire, Manchester's home for Friday Night Lights. We all have our mountains, the challenges that push us further. At Coors Light, our mountain is brewing the world's most refreshing beer. That's why all of our breweries cold lager to give Coors Light its signature crisp taste. It's why we cold filter to ensure brilliance and clarity. And it's why we package cold to seal in Coors Light's refreshing flavor. Because we believe every climb deserves a refreshing finish. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Great beer, great responsibility. Imagine this. Your 13-year-old son is at his friend's house. There's probably a bunch of them all hanging out in the basement. They're watching TV or maybe playing video games. There's lots of joking around, laughing, maybe some roughhousing, and maybe they're doing shots of whiskey in between beers. And maybe one has gone into the liquor cabinet to see what else he can find. Imagine your kid doing that. New Hampshire ranks second in the nation in alcohol use among 12 to 20-year-olds. And almost a third of our teens report that they started drinking before they were 15. You can check the stats at checkthestatsnh.org. As parents, we want to protect our kids, but we have to start now before it's too late. Learn how you can make a difference in your child's life at checkthestatsnh.org and help the Partnership for a Drug-Free New Hampshire. Start the conversation today. Did you know there are medical grants available for families struggling with child health-related expenses? The United Healthcare Children's Foundation is currently seeking grant applications from families in need of financial assistance to help pay for their child's health care treatments, services, or equipment not covered or not fully covered by their commercial health insurance plan. Grants are often used to pay for medical services and equipment such as physical, occupational, and speech therapy, counseling services, surgeries, prescriptions, wheelchairs, orthotics, eyeglasses, and hearing aids. Parents and legal guardians may apply for grants up to $5,000 at www.uhccf.org. That's www.uhccf.org. To be eligible for grants, children must be 16 years of age or younger, families must meet economic guidelines, reside in the United States, and have a commercial health insurance plan. Families do not need to have insurance through United Healthcare to be eligible. Last year, the United Healthcare Children's Foundation awarded medical grants to more than 2,000 children. This has been a public service message from the United Healthcare Children's Foundation. 1250 ESPN New Hampshire, Manchester's home for high school sports. Here I go again on my own. Going down the only 
I just watched Old School the other night. Love that movie. Still holding. Still this holding. Is, this is, uh, what's his name? Walkout song. For Frank the, the Tank. Fighter. Who? The Fighter. Um, Wow, Mickey Mark Ward? Ward? Yeah, Mickey Ward. Mickey Ward, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Played by Mark Wahlberg. Oh, the Fighter. Yeah. Yeah, good movie. Yeah. This was a great, you know, this is a great song. Me and Dave actually saw Whitesnake together, didn't we? We did. Didn't we? <laughs> Hampton Beach Casino a couple of years ago. He tried to put his arm around me during Is This Love by Whitesnake, but yeah. he shared a moment. Yeah. Hey, listen, you get lost in the music sometimes. So it is semifinal Saturday, and uh, someone... Uh, Will be three teams around the state of New Hampshire will be celebrating, or actually six teams, I should say, will be celebrating because they'll be going to UNH Wildcat Stadium uh, in Durham, uh, the brand new Digs. We're going to be there. We're actually doing the show live from there. Oh, we are? Yeah, I already talked. Well, we have to. I mean, the first game, the show oh, yeah. goes live 9 to 11. Kickoff of that D3 game That's is right. at 11. Oh, good. So we'll be there live. I already got it set up. Uh, through Mike Murphy over at UNH, and uh, he's got us. Uh, he says we will be very, very pleased with the accommodations at the new Wildcat Stadium. He's the so. greatest. Remember, Jimmy? Remember the mother of all uh, traffic jams two years ago, Bedford Pinkerton? Remember that whole thing? It no. looked like the end of Field of Dreams, where there were like three hundred cars on the highway, yeah. all in a line trying to get into Durham. Yeah, I think I saw a picture, and uh, yeah, yeah, that's the. Uh, I think that's the only state championship game I haven't been to in I don't know the last ten years or so. You were just like, I, I like can't. I like to go and watch. Yeah. It kind of motivates me for the next nine months yeah. to try to get there. But that year, I was just a little. It's gonna be fun as their coach. It's fun for me because you see all the coaches are together. It's like a coaches clinic over there, and you kind of see everybody in one spot. And, yeah, you know, yeah. You know, last year I was, I was really excited for the game. I knew Exeter was good. We played them during the year, and then you know Justin and Goss. My wife's a school teacher at Gosstown, so we you know we went to support them. And uh, does she teach at the high school? Or? Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, I got I live in Gosstown. I got two kids at Maple Ave. Yeah. So uh, I did get a uh, a tweet sent to me uh, from uh, at EJ Cormier. Eric Cormier says at Pete Terrier jam Merrimax receivers at the line of scrimmage and apply pressure up the middle. Punch your ticket to the show. I agree with him. I mean, we talked about that with Coach Stank. They got to get some pressure on Grassini, and they got to do it with that front four. So that's the the key to success for Bedford. Let's talk about some of these other games. You're going to Wyndham and Plymouth. Plymouth has just been decimated by injuries. I'm really surprised that they were able to beat St. Thomas last week. I thought St. Thomas was playing really good football. Yeah. yeah. I don't think this St. Thomas team was as good as the last two teams that made it to the championship. Of course, won the championship last year. But, man, Plymouth dominated them last week, 28-6. to They ran the football all over them with Garrett Maycumber and Owen Brickley. But I read someplace that he broke his collarbone in that game, and he's not going to be able to play. Uh, so it's going to be Maycumber, maybe Colby Moore, and Brandon Roy might have to throw the football. Brandon Roy's not going to throw the football. They won't throw the ball more than two, three times. I mean, if they have to, they're in trouble because they don't. It just isn't their style. But yeah, it's going to have to be Maycumber over and over again. And um, you give, I, I think, give Chris Sanborn, you know, a lot of credit for the job that he and his staff have done over there. I think it's great to see Plymouth in this arena again. You know, playing a big game today. They'll travel today. They'll have a lot of people over at Wyndham High School today, and and that's terrific for them. But St. Thomas turned the ball over a a few times. I think it was three times, but they turned the ball over a few times, and then Plymouth just grinds you out, you know. And uh, they, you know, they they lost Chad Merrill in the preseason, and then uh, Nolan Farina and Brickley went down for a while. McGowan went down for a while, and they've just pieced it together. And uh, you know, they're certainly the underdogs today, but. Grub Zingas believes in them, so and every time he picks them, they seem to win. So it should be interesting. Jen and I are excited for this one. So now, Jimmy, you when you were playing, it was the land of Lenahan, you know, and you heard about the tradition. They won what twenty championships. Yeah. The coach we were there for that. <laughs> coach for forty three yeah. years, and he won twenty championships. Uh, what do you remember about that Plymouth dynasty? You know, just that they were really, really good. Yeah, and uh, I'd hear stories about. Uh, Coach Lenahan and how uh, intimidating he was. And then when I was c- recruiting at St. A's, I called him a couple times. And just I was intimidated just being on the phone with him. <laughs> um, you know, but th- I bet a lot of those teams could have come up a division and, and done pretty well, too. I think so, too. You know? oh, so yeah. he's, you know, he's a legend. And, uh, you know, young coaches like myself, we just we hope to someday, you know, win half the amount of championships he did. Now, when you see about hear about that other game, Bo and, and – 
and Hanover, do you guys scrimmage any of these lower division teams during the off season? We have in the past. Um, we didn't this year uh, we, because of the crossover games. You know, we're able to scrimmage out of conference to like Portsmouth. We scrimmaged Portsmouth this year, uh, but. Yeah, no, I I think it's awesome in high school football with some upsets, and I think it's great. You guys keep mentioning that you know no one predicted these two teams to be here because in high school it's not often that you know typically better players beat better players, and uh, I mean beat worse players, and and that's just how it goes. But it's nice to get some upsets in there. I know I've only had a handful of upsets as a coach, um, so those are really rewarding when you feel like you overcame something and, and beat a team that was much better than you. So it's great that those two teams are there. Bo was a team that was on the other end of an upset. Remember, what, two, three years ago, the year that Campbell won it. Two years all right? ago. Bo was just destroying everybody in Division ago. Yeah, Three. Yeah, two years ago, two years ago. And they had a semifinal matchup against Campbell, and Campbell went into Bo and shocked them. I, I was at Newport. Won that game. I was at Newport against my Guilford Golden Eagles that day, and they kept announcing. The two things I remember is the guy at Newport was, it was pronouncing Campbell Campbell. Like, Camp there were two Bell. words. Camp Bell. Yeah, Camp Bell. And then the shock, and everyone's going, oh, my God, we might play Campbell and not Bo. Because Bo was a wagon that year. They were undefeated. They were killing people. On that team. Yeah, yep. Matt Ehrenberg. And so anything can happen today. I'll tell you, you know, Intellects Moltenboro beat up good on Bishop Brady early in the season. They, they better go in there knowing that Bishop Brady can beat them. Because I know they don't have big numbers, but... Sullivan is Rich Sullivan is really taking off. Morenzi's a player, you know, and and to me, Morenzi could give Interlakes problems because Interlakes had problems. I was at the Interlakes Moultonboro Manadnock game, and Coach Manadnock is like Exeter; they just beat you up with a big offensive line, and they just hand it off. It's they they run the wishbone. So it's very hard to pick up who has the ball, a lot of misdirection. Well, those are the toughest offenses to stop when yeah. you have players, too. And they're, they couldn't stop them. Tough system to stop to begin with, but then, you know, and you got to get the ball back. But then when you have the players to, to, to boot, I mean, it's just, it's really tough to stop. And that's where I see Morenzi giving Interlakes, Moultonboro some problems. Now, they don't have as good a line as Manadnock has, meaning Bishop Brady. But Morenzi is such a big and powerful back. They kind of just ran over Interlakes Moultonboro that day. So if Brady can do that, and I don't know if you knew this, they got 21 kids on the team. 21 on the team. And they are 8-1. and Yep. I mean, that's amazing. Their only loss was Interlakes Moultonboro. So all those kids are playing both ways, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. And and we talk about injuries and things like that. They have to avoid injuries because they just don't have enough guys. Yeah, and I mean, I think that would be interesting to watch. And I think on the other side, I think Stevens likes their matchup with Manadnock better than even Interlakes Moultonboro. And I feel like Stevens, if they can hit Parker Smith, if Henry Bork can hit him with a couple of uh, big plays early. I talked to Henry's dad, who's good enough to be one of our sponsors for that game over there today. Um, you know, if they can hit some big plays early, because Bork can throw the ball. And Parker Smith is good a wide receiver. You know, he can Big play target, in any division. Very athletic. Yeah, he's six six two, you know, athletic kid. He can play at the next level, and um, and probably will. He's a kid that you know if you can hit him for a couple home run balls early. They got Richard Bell, who's good enough to move the pile and get your first downs. You know, Stevens just wants to hang in there, and then that pressure shifts in the fourth quarter to the higher seed. If you haven't put him away yet, then all of a sudden the momentum seems to switch a little bit. So I think that game could be, you know, we're going to video highlights of that one as well, and I think that's going to be a really fun game over there today. I, I don't see any of these games today. I guess if you had to pick one game that could be lopsided, I might pick Exeter North as that one game where it, that could be the case. But really, would you agree with that? Or I don't see any of the other games being lopsided. Do you, Pete? What do you think? Um, you think I, Plymouth I, might get in trouble? I think Plymouth, you know, is going to have some issues with Wyndham. That to me is the one game that, you know, I think Wyndham. I said this yesterday. I was on with Jimmy Murphy doing his show, the Stretch Run here on ESPN New Hampshire, and I said I would be absolutely shocked if Wyndham wasn't in the championship game next week and didn't win by multiple touchdowns. I will be shocked if Wyndham doesn't just blast through these next two games. Yeah, I really would be. Yeah, that's not a crazy statement. I mean, you know, we'll have to see today. But Plymouth is – I didn't think Plymouth was going to beat St. Thomas. So, you know. Neither did I. And didn't we put St. Thomas as the – I was pretty vocal about it. The team nobody wanted to play and then they're out in the first round. And yeah. Plymouth handled them pretty easily up there. So, yeah. the yeah. land of Lenahan. You just love saying the land of Lenahan. Yeah, the land of – that's your boy Kevin Gray that's who right. came up with that. Yeah. 
former quarterback. Isn't he over from there. the land of Lenahan? He was a quarterback for for Lenahan. Kevin Gray's career highlight was he threw an interception to Jeff Perry from Kennett, who ended up playing at Penn State. And Jeff Perry was so big that instead of tackling him, Kevin just let him waltz in the end zone from the five-yard line because he's like, I ah, forget it. Uh. Basketball season starts in two weeks. <laughs> Kevin was really good. They had Jeff Beckley was the puncher and the kicker, who I'm friends with uh, from Plymouth, who ended up being – he was the puncher for Boston College during the Tom Coughlin years. So, I mean – they had some big-time players. And Jeff Perry from Canada played at Penn State when Penn State was winning national championships. So some big-time players going back to, as McIsaac would call, the Stone Ages when you know when I was back in high school. Is there a memory, Jimmy, that stands out for you from your playing career at Manchester West? That snowball. Uh, snowball. Yeah, that, was, yeah. that was awesome. The first time we beat Central that year, earlier in the year, was you know something I'll never forget. But, uh, geez, just one memory? I mean... Uh, no, I mean, there's just there's so many. I, mean, I got honestly, one for it's you. A, it's the best. I got one Here for you go. from the coaching. It's good. Yeah. All right. Yep. After the game a few years ago, you were being interviewed by some dude with a mullet wig. Yes. And a, uh, a hockey jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about what the hell happened at the end of that I, Salem whole, Londonderry game on like, Halloween. We had you night. on the show the next, the next day. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt bad because I mean we got we kind of got so lucky with. The whole, with how it Do all you agree out. that you you benefited from the officials stopping the clock when they shouldn't have? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it goes like you know they 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 had to stop the clock because of the chaos, right? Which is a you know it's, it's what they're supposed to do, and then you have to give the the ref time to get back to his spot. So he had to run all the way back to under the goalpost to judge the field goal. So we were able to to set that up. But I w- had went in the huddle the play before and said, if anything bad happens, line it right back up and kick it again. Because, because it was, was third down. Right. I was thinking it was going to be a bad snap or something. You know, I never thought it was going to get blocked, get caught, get tackled, and then line it back. Like, you know, but I didn't specify what was going to happen. So the kids, they don't know any better. So they just they lined it right back up and they kicked it again. So That was amazing. Who's yeah. the kid who kicked that kick? Who was the it was Nick, Donnelly. Nick Donnelly. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. What a clutch well, kick he had, that was. The, the funny part is he had missed two field goals earlier in the game. And so he and I, you know, I I went up to him and I was like, "Hey, keep your confidence up. Don't worry. You might have to kick a game winner." And then I walked away and I said to the guy who was on my headset, "I'm like, well, he's not kicking a game winner today." <laughs> How far was that field goal? It wasn't like it was a like, super long or anything. No, it was I think just under thirty, maybe. It's decent. Yeah. yeah, it was thirty yards. It wasn't. A, yeah, like it wasn't that. a. It was decent. Salem. He he had kicked. You know, he had kicked the field goals like that all week, and we had um, we knew it was gonna be a tight game. So we all week were like ten, nine, eight, and kids would come scrambling from where everywhere to kick the kick the game winner, and it just happened to work out that way. It was unbelievable. That was a situation though, where the playoff format. I just want to get back to the playoffs. Salem should have been a playoff team that year. You had, I think, Alvern and. BG in the playoffs at four and five, yeah, and Salem was seven and two and didn't make it. That's why I felt so bad coming on here the next day because I felt like they should have been in the playoffs. And Salem's well. only loss was to Londonderry in that game, and Pinkerton, who won the championship by about twenty points. Right. Yeah, and they were a powerhouse. I, I, Coach I, Lozon, thanks so much for coming in. I hope you had fun reliving you. your old radio days yeah. from college. Thank for you. Dave Haley and Sean Sendall, I want to thank Derek Stank and Justin McIsaac for joining us. Don't forget, you want to watch that Merrimack-Bedford game, go to nhsportspage.com. We'll put a link. You can watch it for free.